0: All right, welcome to The Big Ticket Life, another great episode where I've got a great guest who's doing life and business on his terms. My guests, we break the rules, we see the opportunities, we've had the struggles, we've had highs, and we've had lows, and yet we've always remained focused on the goal of life and business made, built on our terms for ourselves and the success of those around us, those most important to us, that's how we live our big-ticket life, and we celebrate that success because we live the big-ticket life. Our guest today is the co-owner of Rota Marketing, a customer-focused digital marketing agency that serves clients nationwide. He's also the co-owner, and this is very cool, of made out of metal.com. That's something that's just launched. They create magnificent metal decor and other high-quality metal pieces for every type of occasion. Uh, Matt, has a loving and beautiful wife, Helen, and two precious daughters, Caroline and Amelia. And both Caroline and Amelia are both very, very excited. Big sisters soon to be because you've got twins. Yes, sir. You've got a double dose of joy coming this summer. uh, This summer. And uh, you share their home with two dogs. I do the same. Your dogs are Athena and Buddy Boy. And when you're not spending time with your family working on the business, Matt is training in his home gym for something that I just admire immensely because I think you could tell between the two of us which one runs 50-mile <laughs> races. Matt, welcome to the Big Ticket Life Show.
1: Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. It's awesome to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you. So, uh, so you know, we, we, we touched on the pre-show. Chris, our producer, said, Jeff, get the Hulk hands, so I just like to wear these every now and then. This is my alter ego. This is kind of like how I strap in to do business. Uh incredible Hulk as a kid was uh something that I grabbed onto, laying in a hospital bed dealing with epilepsy. You know, uh it was very connective for me to kind of be the Hulk in my own way for myself at that time. How about you? What's your alter ego? How do you get in that mindset?
1: Yeah, I've never really Committed to one specifically, but I had a buddy a couple years ago after I took a photo after one of the uh, like Savage, it's called Savage Race. I did an obstacle course race. Yep. He was like, dude, you look like the Wolverine. And I'm like, he's pretty badass looking. Like I can live with that. So sometimes I like to imagine myself with like claws out like Wolverine style, but yep. nothing I've ever like branded myself bad. But as I watched your podcast and I saw like you and that Brandon had his alter egos and I'm like, oh, I got to come up with something. So Ooh, Rick Flair. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. No, I mean, I think, I think it's important for all of us. Oh, see, you're going to, we're going to, you're going to bear with a couple little tech glitches today. Um, I, in, in the art of being disciplined, we're always trying to make this show just slight edge, a little better, better, better. And I took a step back messing around with the audio. So I just knocked the microphone over in typical Jeff Chanago fashion, but, um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's important for people. Like, and, and to be comfortable with to say, you know what, I got to strap on the armor a little different today. Yeah. And, and to be all right with that and to communicate it. Like, just that exercise in itself, I've, I've noticed since hearing, uh, and where I got it from, from Brandon Brittingham, um, guest on, uh, I think, episode four of Big Ticket Life. I mean, just in doing that, that exercise in itself has, has given me the ability to say, this is how I am. This is what I'm here to do. And let's let's all get on board with it. I think that's a really good, almost like cathartic exercise for people to do because this world wants to like, I think you'd agree, it wants to put everybody in a box and in a place.
1: Yep. Yeah, you got to find a way to bust out of it constantly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so before we go too much further, I just want to say it again. Congratulations on the growing family. Thank you. I think it's just awesome. Uh, Were were twins uh, something you expected?
1: No, not at all. Um, Helen's one uncle is a twin, but his sibling died in utero, I guess it's called. Mm So we'd like, they never really had twins like in real life. Um, But no, we were not expecting it. We were happy to be going for our third. Um, Helen was getting sick. Way more with this pregnancy for the first probably like eight weeks than she had with the previous two, and she was like, "Oh, it's got to be a boy because like I've never experienced morning sickness like this." Um, so I think it was our ten-week ultrasound that we went in, and she was talking to the nurse. And was like, "Yeah, way sicker than I have been." And she got the little wand out, was like rubbing her belly, and she's like, "Oh, I know your six-week heart. Like you have two babies in there." <laughs> we were like, "All right." <laughs> like I, I, I immediately like went in for a kiss. And I was, I was ecstatic from the second I got the news. She was like. Super happy, a little nervous, but super happy. And then it's right. funny get people's responses because some people are like, oh my God, like what are you gonna do? And I'm like, what are we gonna do? Like one kid is a blessing. Like we just got gifted with two. Like I am right. right. over the moon excited about it. So yeah, we're thrilled.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I still, you know, folks always say about having kids and growing a family. You know, the people who say, Oh, it gets easier the more you have. I'm not so sure I agree with all that. Um, and, and, and you'll be, you'll be able to maybe journal this out, share it out. Like if having two at the same time is, is, is any easier or not, Yeah, you know, just, I love celebrating that family and, uh, celebrating tradition and, and seeing people, uh, create kind of like these legacy type milestone once a year, family vacations, things like, like I love seeing that. So. Again, congratulations! I think it's Thank just you brother. It's, I appreciate it. Really, really cool. So I titled this show "The Discipline of Being Disciplined for Success," and I think someone who is into you know into fitness as you are, uh, into running races as you are, uh, doing the work on yourself from a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint, from a business standpoint, from a personal family standpoint, I think you are probably one of the best guests to have on this topic. So what? let's just kind of define what it means for you. Um, what are your thoughts on like the discipline of being disciplined as it relates to people who... Because we just turned the calendar in the new year not long ago. Yep. Who go through the exercise of resolutions. What's the difference yeah. in your mind there?
1: I think the word consistency just constantly comes to mind with me. Um, And some people, you know, the people that know me best know that what I do does not come easy to me. Um, I work out five or six days a week, usually twice a day. I eat really well 90, 95% of the time. Um, You know, I'm reading the personal development books once a morning, 10, 20 pages. A lot of the 75 hard tasks that you do, I've just kind of made a lifestyle, but it's not easy. I mean, I can even say last night, you know, my wife, Went to a doctor appointment with my daughter. Came home. And we were planning on going out to dinner, the two of us. But my daughter got fever, so that kind of threw our plans out of whack, and we canceled them. She was like, oh, "I wasn't planning on no cooking." And we had our reveal party Saturday night, so there's tons of cake in the house, and there's like little, you know, chocolate covered pretzels, like things that I love eating. And Every part of me last night was like, "Just tell it. Let's just get pizza. Like, I'll you know I'm on day sixteen <laughs> or seventeen. Like, I'll go back to day one or tomorrow. Like, I just want to like indulge. And right. trust me, ninety five percent wanted to do it, but there was like five percent that was like, just stay disciplined. Like, just get through this next meal and make the right decision, and then that momentum can carry to the next moment. And then you know tomorrow, like, get through today, be one point, and tomorrow is a new day." So, for me, the discipline of being disciplined is just that consistency of discipline. Like, there's so many times where I'd rather do something else, but I just don't because I know that if I'm not disciplined about being disciplined, I'm a all or nothing kind of guy. Um, It's just, you know, we, I don't know if we'll get into this, but like growing up, I was addicted to a whole bunch of stuff and I was really heavy into it. And then I stopped and now I'm really heavy into what I'm doing instead, which is all healthy stuff. So, for me, I am, a, am a, like an extreme personality. So it's all or nothing. So I know if I stop that discipline or break that discipline, the chances of me sliding not just an inch backwards, but going, you know, 100 yards backwards is a real possibility. And it's not something I'm willing or happy to let myself do. So I just like brick by brick by brick have to keep building this new house that I've got.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you want to get into the past stuff, I'm happy to have the conversation for sure.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I, I share th- it all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know you do. So I think it's important, you know, obviously this show reaches new people both here live where you're watching it. By the way, comment where you're watching it right now. Uh, we could engage in comments, give us your feedback, give us your questions. You want to dig us, you want us to dig into a point deeper? Let us know. Uh, we will touch on what Matthew does, uh, in his businesses, but, uh, for the time being, like you, you touched on something that 95 five number, which really, if you think about it, is is the the next fractal layer of the eighty twenty rule? Right, it's off by one number, right? Ninety six four would technically be the next fractal. And you know, I think where people really fail, like you said, five percent of me said this pizza is not worth it. You know, and you chose you chose to say to yourself, one meal is not worth giving up sixteen days of hard work. It's not worth. I- getting that failed photo, right? Yep. When you log it and you're honest with yourself, which I think is one of the most unique things about 75 Hard as a as a mental exercise, a uh, habit tracker, as a program. There's many things you can call it, but the one thing that I like the most about it is you got to be brutally honest with yourself. You yeah. can't, you know, people, I'm sure people, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a bad word here, So I hope it's all right. Cool with me. Yeah. I'm sure people click fuck it. You know, they're like, yeah, I didn't cheat today, but they had the pizza. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's, I'm not, I'm not saying this to call anybody else. So if, if you were on 75 hard yesterday and I saw you eating pizza, I didn't, I don't know that you're on 75 (laughs) hard. Yeah. But, you know, I think people being honest with yourself, that, that is that discipline of being disciplined. Yeah, and we and when we choose that four or five percent of ourselves, um, and we choose that hard, right? Because that's really what that choice was last night. Mm-hmm. I I think that's something we can celebrate and should celebrate,
1: should use to propel our success forward. Yeah, yeah. I did seventy five hard three times last year, um, and I said the first time I did it, I did it. And, and during it, I was considering myself completing the task. So it's, it's like, as an example, read 10 pages every morning. And if I started on page one, I had to get to page 10. And in my mind, that was 10 for the first round, Save Five heart, that was 10 pages. So I would finish at page 10, close the book. I'm good. But, you know, one page was half a page. Another page was a quarter of a page. Mm-hmm. One page was blank because it was before the next chapter. But I wasn't taking that into consideration. I was like, he said 10 pages and like one to 10 is 10. I'm done. Um, And there were a couple other little things. Like, I know I finished one workout at 44 minutes and then I walked back to my driveway from my run and technically you're supposed to exercise for 50. Like, for me, that exercise that day was running for 45 minutes. So 44 is not 45, like he says in his his podcast. And, you know, in back of my mind, I'm like, okay, I didn't really do that. But I got to the end of it and, you know, I did 99% of the program properly. But it was that 1% that was just like eating at me. And I was like, God, like I did not give 110% on everything that I did. So I think I waited a week and, you know, I I shared this long post on social media, kind of called myself out for it. And I jumped right back into 75 hard like a week later. And I was like, I'm not like, if it's 10 pages, I'm making sure like I'm reading 10 pages of content, not just one to 10. Like if I have to go one to 13 to get 10 pages of content, I'm doing it. And I was making sure, like, I'm working out 47 minutes every stinking time because I'm not going to accidentally do 44 minutes. So that's the level. Like, and my wife thinks I'm insane and crazy sometimes. She's like, it was so close. Like, who can? I get it. And I like, you know, I don't disregard those comments, but to me, I just hold myself to that level of accountability that I did not feel great about saying I accomplished it, even though I did 99% of it. So. That's what I love about that program. Like, As you go through it, you just kind of create that mental clarity of like, I'm either doing it or not doing it. There's no gray area. It's yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And if you get to the end of it, you can say yes to every single thing for 75 days. Pat yourself on the back, job well done. If not, don't give yourself the credit you don't deserve.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there's so much to unpack there that you shared. And I think we're going to turn the page into business because... uh, And I'm going to focus there... uh, when you said you called yourself out. But first, you know how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So if you're consistently, you know the goal is 45 minutes, but tomorrow it's 44, what's the stop? What's what's the stop Thursday? You record the exactly. show on a Tuesday if you're listening to it on audio. What's the stop two days from now from it being 43 minutes? And yep. then two more days, 42 minutes. And then all of a sudden, you're doing a five-minute workout. Exactly. Right. And and so dovetailing into business, going into business, you know, that moment of calling yourself out. Um, I'm sure your team follows you on social media. Your digital, I mean your digital marketing agency. I would hope they would, right? Yep. Um, did that do anything in the business at all?
1: Um, no one from our team directly said anything, but I this is meant to sound blunt or rubric. Like, I don't care if they said anything. Like to me, I do my best to lead by example, whether or right. not I know someone is following that example or not. Because I can't control I can't control anybody's actions, let alone, you know, 15 teammates or 20 teammates saying, like, hey, I did this, so this is the level I expect you to live by. It's kind of an unspoken rule that if the leader one of the leaders of the company is doing it that way you know business life fitness family etc like you got to carry the boat with us and like and if you're not and like that becomes apparent to us and usually that's through the work that they produce for our clients like you will get called out on it pretty quick because I'm willing to call myself out on that same stuff so it's a standard that we set
0: yeah there we go there was the point that I was hoping we would get to for everybody who's listening who leads a business that might be struggling you know, the act of calling yourself out and being accountable, not being this uh, untouchable uh, entity, this untouchable person, this infallible person, right? Not being that person in your business, I think, is very valuable. Uh, when you are... When you, when you lead with an aura uh, of invincibility, of perfection... I don't think that's the way to really lead. I think the way to lead is publicly, as you did, hold yourself yeah. accountable. When do we fail? Because if you're if you're the kind of leader that just takes the pat on the back and the victory laps for the successes, I think your team around you, those who need to pick up the boat and carry the boat with you, which I love that you shared that too, uh, I think at some point they just drop it and go find their own boat. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. Um, you said something, and I typed this out in my notes. I always kind of type out a couple notes on my monitor that I look at while we do the show. Uh so I find a lot of people interchange the words consistency and constantly, right? Mm-hmm. I look at it differently. I want your feedback on it. So, as an example, I'm gonna use you as an example. So Matthew is consistently happy because he's constantly seeking areas of joy in his life. Right? You see the difference there in the two? And I think if we look at your 75 hard examples, you were constantly looking to push yourself from that. Yeah, okay, it was technically 10 pages, but you knew it was a half page. So you consistently flipped 10 pages in the book. Yep but the next go round you you said no i'm going to read the full pages right so i i i always look at those two words very intentionally and try to in the way in the things that i do in my businesses i try to look at how i'm constantly raising the bar and consistently be looking to do so
1: yeah does that make sense totally that- yeah yeah, so in like a perfect example in my life, you know, with fitness and like the ultra races that I do and have done and want to continue to do. I'm consistently pushing myself, but I'm constantly pushing myself further. So, I started off with 5Ks, and you know, I got into like a this is fun. Then I did a I think a 10-mile tough butter with my brother-in-law. That was a whole new challenge. So, it was like, okay, that was cool, but I survived that. Like it hurt, but I survived it. Then I did a Spartan race with him. That was, I think, five or six miles. And then I learned of there's these Spartan races, but they're eight miles. So I did that and I was like, oh, that was fun. Then I did one that was 15 or 13 or 15 miles. And I was like, oh, that was really hard. Like, that was fun. And then I learned that there's these ultra Spartan races that are 30 something miles and 60 obstacles. I was like, I want to push myself to see if I could do that. Did that, then I was like 50Ks, they sound like fun. Did a 50K, then I was like, there's 50 mile races. Could I have done an extra 18 miles after those 32? Like. I don't know, but maybe let's see if I could do that. So, did that. And I've done, I don't know, I think I've done four or five different 50 mile races. And, you know, now like the next horizon I'm looking at is 100K, which is like 63 miles. I'm like, okay, if yeah, I I felt like dying after 50 miles, could I have done another half marathon? Like, I don't know. Like, there's only one way to find out. Let's constantly push myself. So, yeah, I 100% agree with you. You've got to have things you do consistently. And, make sure that you always honor those things but in those specific tasks whether it's business finances family fitness whatever uh, in my opinion you got to constantly push the envelope in each one of those because if you're just consistently i mean look at muscle growth and fitness like if you're consistently working out you know lifting weights five days a week you're going to get bigger but you're going to hit a plateau if you're not constantly challenging yourself when adding more weight as you go because your body adapts to what you've done consistently so There's, I think it's the consistency must come first because without that, you can't do something constantly. But once you get that foundation of consistency built, then it's up to, if you want to, it's up to you to challenge yourself further and take that consistency to a new level by constantly challenging yourself further and further and further, further see what you're capable of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love your, your definition of it. And it's really another way of saying the discipline of being disciplined, right? People pick these resolutions. They say they're going to develop new habits, but they lack the discipline to understand why it's important they do this for themselves. And then the, the way to structure it each day. And, and again, you know, 75 Hard as an example, it, it said, well, Chris had it on the screen. This is not a fitness program. This is a mental toughness program. Okay. You know, it's it's why gyms are starting. Like if you, if you're, if you're wanting to get into the gym, now's a great time to go to the gym because it's empty. It's yeah. just back to the regulars, right? Or it's not it maybe not an empty, but it's not as full. Um, so let, let's talk about the, the personal stuff, right? So, you know, the, the consistency, the focus, the discipline of understanding where your backslide could be and where your backslide might be to go back to those troubled times in your youth and young adult life. Well, walk, walk the listeners through some of the stuff you struggled with there.
1: Yeah, so growing up, I was you know, I say this all the time and it's not accurately like I was the team captain of our baseball team, basketball team. I always played like one or two grades above. So I was just athletically gifted. Uh, my identity was one hundred percent tied to athletics, you know, fourth through ninth grade, first year of high school, basketball team, starter, point guard, captain. Um, end of freshman year, I I You know, hung out with a group of friends. We tried smoking weed. I thought it was pretty cool. I liked the guys. That then became a habit over the summer. Sophomore year rolled around. The coaches knew which group of guys were like 100% all in on sports and which group of guys were in on sports, but also had their leisure, you know, fun with the drugs. I was in that new group now. So I kind of lost my starting position. Uh, Basketball just became like, A headache to me. It was something I continued to do because I was good at it, but I wasn't passionate about it at all. Uh, I continued to be on the team sophomore, junior, senior year, just did not play much. I rode the bench, which was a major shock to my system because I was always like the point leader and like, you know, the leader of the team. And then I went to not even getting playing time. So that kind of just like was a, it was a gut check to me, but I, I was self-aware enough to know that I had done that to myself. It wasn't just like the coach was like, eh, screw you, you're not playing." Where I was like, "You're making bad right. decisions, and here's the consequences." Um, so yeah, I mean, I, and I got in trouble with the law in high school as well. I, I broke into someone's car, stole their ATM card, went to ATM, withdrew some money. You know, by the grace of God, I was 17 years old and 10 months at that time. Um, ended up having to get an attorney. Um, he said to me, had you done that when you were 18, you'd serve time because it was yep. Grand Theft Larceny. He's like, Because yep. you are a minor, like you're gonna get off probably because it's your first offense with community service, paying back, et cetera. Um, so I avoided some serious consequences with that one. I always say I had a guardian angel watching over me all my life because I've done some really stupid things. Um, college was no different. I I didn't play any sports in college. Almost every drug you can imagine, I was doing it. Not everyone, There's a, the more, I could count on a hand the ones I wasn't doing easier than the ones I was doing because I was just doing it all. Um, I was selling drugs, I got caught selling drugs, got kicked out of college by the grace of God, got back into college that same semester because I was smooth enough to talk to the Dean of Students and like plead my case and make a cause for why I belong there. Um, so I graduated four years despite being kicked out of college, but. You know, there I was arrested for selling drugs, got the whole fingerprints and mug shots and all that stuff, uh, community service again. So, like, high school and college were just screw up years for me. Finished college, went out to California, got away from all the hard drugs, but was still smoking weed all day, every day. Um, just getting into like, you know, not really having it passion or focus or clarity. It was just kind of like, like this is fun. This is fun. Like I'm making it to meet. Like I'm having fun with my friends. Um, and then I'll jump all the way to lived out there five years. Same life, consistently out there, just doing the wrong things. Came back here, uh, took a year off from just like I kind of just went moved in with my parents. I was like I just need to like get my feet on the ground. Was still smoking weed pretty much all day every day. Um, but went on a blind date with my now wife, and she was a teacher. Again, by the grace of God, I met her through a blind date. Um, and after like two or three days she found out that i was still smoking weed and she was because i told her and she was like wait you still smoke weed because our first date like i i told her everything i was like here's what i'd done like here's where it was because i Waited just on I'm, the go, table yeah like love it or leave it basically god like i'm not trying to hide anything from anybody ever like that's just not my style um and she, she left that first date she was like i went and called my friend who connected us and she was like what did you get me into like did you know this guy's past <laughs> and she was like He's a great guy, like, give him the chance. And she's like, oh gosh, like, should I? Luckily, she did. So I think on our third date, she found out that I was still smoking. And she that night was like, it's mere drugs. Like, I'm not putting my future, my career at risk because I'm a teacher. Like, I can't be around it. She's never touched anything. She's as straight as an arrow. Um, And I remember that night, just like, my aha moment. It's like, this is it. And I went home, got my car, called my cousin. And I was like, hey, I have a bag of weed that I don't want anymore. If you want it, it's yours. If not, I'm going to literally flush it when I get home. Um, went home, gave that away, and haven't touched anything since then. And like, my life has blossomed infinitely for the better because of that decision, because of that moment in time. But yeah, it was a rough upbringing. Um, and I've got plans to launch some things in the near future to kind of carry that experience and hopefully give inspiration to people that it can be like an aha moment that changes everything yeah. for you. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out struggle.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, I'm going to go down a path we haven't gone on the show yet, but I'm going to ask because you've you've said it three or four times now, you've mentioned by the grace of God, this happened, this happened, this happened, and it was all positive, you know, positive yep. outcomes. So uh, let, let's, let's you know, the grace of God when you were connected with Helen. Yep. Helen, on that first date, was there. Do you, can you look back and recognize like God working, the universe working to make that happen?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, so I I was born and raised Catholic. Um, went to church every Sunday, Holy Days of Obligation. I was an altar boy. So like my life through high school, mostly through grade school and in high school, I kind of started like veering off the path a little bit when I started in life veering off the path. Um, college kind of gave up my like, Upbringing with religion and stuff, but I've always had a very strong. Thank God to my parents, I've always had a very strong foundation of faith. And it, even when I stopped going to church and I lost that, like the routine of church and religion, I've I've always been deeply spiritual and believed in a higher power. And like our paths are slightly defined, like we have control over them, but like there's also something else controlling our future and our journey. um And just through all the mistakes that I've made, and I've always. Somehow avoided serious consequences. Um, And Mm -hmm. I've had a fortune teller, like a psychic. My girlfriend back in the day got me a psychic reading for one of my my birthday And the lady was like, Oh, like you almost died twice when you were doing some of those really heavy drugs. She's like, I could see you kind of were like, We're not going to death's door. And I was like, It will surprise me because I've seen like some of my friends in certain moments look like they were about to die from what we were doing. And like, you know, they didn't, thank God. But so, yeah, I've always felt like, and you know, we grew up with like angels and guardian angels. I've always felt like there's some higher power, guardian, I call guardian angel, watching over me and letting me make my mistakes because you have to grow on your own terms and you have to go through struggles to get to like the good times. But kind of being like, okay, like just take a 1% change of like, you're going to make a big mistake, but like instead of doing it this way, like 1% change that way. And it's not going to be as bad if you went this way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've always felt like, there's something, someone universe, God, whatever you want to call it, looking out in my best interests. Um, and I just feel super blessed and fortunate for that because it's gotten me through some tough times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you you said there the higher the higher authority, higher power God, who, you know, whatever you might believe in listening to the show. Uh, but I really like how you touched on there is that predetermined path. Yeah. And and we've heard, you know, if, if you're in business, if you're leading a team, uh, we've always heard, you know, you're meant for greatness in this world. But people make those choices and then they beat themselves down because of those choices, forgetting the fact, and I agree with you, uh, we are all meant for greatness in this world. And there is a predetermined path for each of us. Uh, you know, we have to get out of our own way. We have to make those choices, you know. 5% of us that says pizza is not on the agenda tonight, right? Doing this bad thing, going to this party, connecting back with those old friends is not part of the agenda today and tomorrow going forward. Uh, I think those are things that we, through our own free will, we absolutely have to own and recognize. Yeah. And uh and take in and and really, you know, commit to, it, be disciplined, right? So that's very interesting that you share that. I mean, for me, I met my wife uh, after you know, really a rough, rough young adulthood. Really, just getting in in, in the mix with some bad, bad people. Um, you know, it was not good, and it basically the wake up call was a gun to the temple, uh, me on the receiving end. And I, again, by the grace of God, to use your words today, yeah, and, and mine too. Many other days when I've shared this story, I'm here to stand. But uh, I will tell you that was enough. And for me, I just did everything opposite. Like that was, that was the slack adjuster I needed. Like I yeah. had so little control. The only thing I could do was say, "I'm just going to do opposite." I have to be around completely different people. I have to run my day completely differently. And then in walks uh, myself to a local bank, and I meet my wife Stephanie, and. That was about six months after making that decision, and I was still on that path of just doing things opposite. And uh, much like your wife, yeah, uh, you know, straight as an arrow, great yep. person, yep. kind of like I think I think my angel, so to say.
1: Yeah, you know, I call that, her that all the time.
0: Yep, yep. yep. So, uh, so yeah, interesting. And I'm sure people listening. I'm sure that there's uh, Kevin. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you, Kevin Faulkner. Um, you know. Uh, I think there's many people that have had that, but again, don't, you know, just, just rely on that predetermined path. Like we are meant for greatness. You know, for some people that's like, you know, Elon Musk type level of greatness for other people, the greatness is just being a tremendous father to your children. You know, I know you had that. And yep. unfortunately I know, I, again, I I know I commented uh, when your father passed, sorry for your loss. I know you're,
1: yep.
0: how long has he been gone now?
1: Uh, August, so whatever coming, that is, coming up yeah. on the year, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I know he was important. I think I think I just saw on social media you had another post him up in the clouds. And yeah, it was his
1: birthday two weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. So I mean,
0: like your father there, right? Like to me, I think I think part of his greatness was leading his family, 100%. being there for you through all those times. Like so. So again, don't get caught up. I don't think we should get caught up in this. We need to be great, like all these people we see on TV, all these people, I mean, it it can happen like right in your own backyard. Yeah. It can can happen leading, leading in your business, leading your team. Um, So, you have this digital marketing agency.
1: How many people on your team? We have about 18 people right now. Okay. Most of them are independent contractors. We have myself, my brother, and his wife are technically like our full-time, or uh, full-time employees, like payroll and all that stuff. We have a couple of teammates who are pretty much full time in terms of workload, um, but independent contractors. And then we have probably ten or so people who probably part time work for them, work as independent contractors on like specific projects and tasks that we need help with.
0: Yeah. Now you laid out some pretty some pretty deep and and important core values earlier. It's interesting to me. So your team largely is made up of people that don't work directly under your roof, Correct. right? They might are are they are they like virtual in the fact that they're overseas or are they U.S. based?
1: They're all U.S. based. Yep. Okay. Yep. So,
0: but still, that's interesting to me. the The level of success you have with Rona Marketing, how you're leading that team, what you're doing, and how how so how are you managed? How are you affecting the quality of work that you're doing from a farm like that? That's very interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it, It it can be a challenge again. Like the the universe, whatever. Just I feel constantly like I I'm smiled upon, and I know that probably sounds cliche to some people, but I just feel like the talent that we attract, the I mean, the talent that we attract is always is ninety eight percent always what we're looking for. There have been moments where we hire someone thinking it's going to be a great fit, and within you know one or two months we're like this just isn't working out, and we cut them loose, and you know we don't no ill will or anything like that. We just it's just not the right fit. Um, but what I could say to this point is everything that all those cl- uh, teammates do goes through like a checks and balance before it gets to our client. So you know we have social media content creators. We have my brother's wife is our social media manager. They create content. she checks it. And then it <coughs> goes through Adam and my fingertips before it gets to the client. same thing with blogs. We have blog writers. It gets checked by our editor. It goes to us before it goes to the client. So, We've been able to maintain that level of attention to detail and kind of like it goes through certain checks because I I just wouldn't be comfortable and even if I hired what I think is the best human being in the world the best writer I just would not be comfortable saying like okay you wrote a great piece send it right to the client without at least one other set of eyeballs looking at it because one of our I don't know maybe it's not a differentiating factor but like we are obsessive about attention to detail and that's in my personal life and in our business just because. Yeah and responsiveness. Those are the two things that I think allow us to continue to grow year after year. Um, a lot of digital agencies, and I've heard this from clients who left current companies and eventually came to us. Though our thing is like, if you email or call us, you're going to hear back that business day or the next business day at the very, very latest. And that doesn't mean we're going to get the task done that day, but you're going to be acknowledged that we got the task and it will yeah. get done. Um, and you know, clients are like, I used to email my web guy and I wouldn't hear back for two weeks and I'd have to follow up and I'm like, that's just terrible business. Like right, and good right. like that's good for me because if all I have to do is respond and that allows you to feel more confident in my team of my results and services and you're gonna stick with me because of something as simple as responding one time, like man, that makes my life easy, my job easy. So
0: it it really, you know, it it really does. It almost seems like an unfair advantage when everybody yep. else is sitting down and you're in the game running around, right? Yep. But they choose to sit. Yeah. You know, in that in that example, whoever that person was taking your client, your now client's money, they choose to sit on the bench for two weeks.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine what they're doing. Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, business ownership.
0: The thing in, in my retail business in the mattress store, you know, we we don't make anything, right? We we have vendor partners, we sell. Uh sometimes there's issues, maybe a shipping damage issue, maybe a warranty issue. Um but we always push it forward and, and let the customer know, here's what's going to happen next. Here's the date you should expect a phone call if the factory's gonna handle that service. And I hate doing that. Like the the the, the joy of local business and one of the factors of owning a local business is you should own your service. Correct. Right? Like be disciplined about it as you are. We're gonna get back to you same day. And if you hit us, I, I would imagine if you hit us at like four fifty-five. That's that's the kind of one you're jumping on the next morning, right? It, or, or yeah, I mean, one yeah, one like, the more, clock runs out. Yeah, right? yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, or, or maybe a better example if if the customer emails at eight thirty at night when yeah everybody's already because family's important. right? Yep. there always needs to be that that part Absolutely. of the mix of the day of success. Family's important. So so yeah, it, it comes back, but like for us, we're always. I'm, I'm fanatical about letting the customer know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And I want to own as much of that service as possible. hundred percent. Cause that's what makes to me that what's, that's what raises the level of customer experience and, and consistently keeps us in that five star, uh, that five star rating all the time. I'm so, nope. that's what I do. That's, that's my value add to the business. Yeah. Um, so on that note, so you've got your brother as a business partner. I believe he'd said his wife. Correct? system, yes. yep. um, so what's your value add? Like, what what do you bring to that dynamic? You're doing business with family, yeah. So, like, you know, in my business, Ben and I are like yin and yang. I'm the visionary, I'm yep. the architect. I'm driving hard with the new ideas, the new directions, um, and he's there to integrate. And he's, you know, we complement each other so well. How, yeah. What's the dynamic there for you with Road Marketing?
1: I am you and my brother's uh, Ben. <laughs> okay, you, you just summed it up perfectly. We get yeah. It. yeah, yeah, that's exactly. And I think if correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably just read or have recently read the book Traction. If you're using those phrases, I'm in the, actually. I'm at the end of it now. But yeah, visionary for sure. And then my brother is definitely the integrator. He's like the payroll operations, a lot of the project management, and I'm more like sales strategy, new ideas, like company growth and culture, and all those things. So we. Definitely complement each other really well. I could not do a lot of what he does, whereas I don't think he could do a lot of what I do. It just works.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I sat... uh, We're we're in the midst of producing a full-blown like 30-minute infomercial. So it's going to be packaged. Packaged for television, but produced for today's digital marketing. So there's like nine chapters ranging anywhere from 90 seconds to like... I think the longest one might be four or five minutes. Okay. Um, so we can slice and dice this up online. I can't sit in these pre-production meetings because it's it's like 27 pages of what looks like an Excel spreadsheet printed out. It, I just can't... Like it, it is so uncomfortable for me and I just have to clarify to people. I say like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna appear grumpy because I am grumpy because <laughs> yep. I don't like this stuff. Like yeah. to me, I just want to get to shooting day and I want to get the finished product. Yeah, and and this stuff in the middle is tough. Yep. So I think I mean I think the takeaway for people watching listening is well, what would you give them to take away from this conversation?
1: Yeah, it's, this part uh, like of our conversation? I was gonna say, what well, we just talked about specifically, know your strengths and play to them. Like I just this year, beginning of this year, and I had a. You know, if, you know, my brother hears this. You'll agree to this. Like we had an uncomfortable conversation probably like six weeks ago, four weeks ago, and it was like, Adam, I need to delegate more of the day to day tasks that someone else could do, and do probably better than me, to be honest, because it that's time consuming, and when you add that up over a year, those like twenty four fifty hours are hours I'm not spending growing our business and doing things that I'm best at. And, you know, in his mind, because he's the numbers guy, he's like, well, that means we have to pay someone to do what you were doing, which means less profit, et cetera. And I'm like, I get that. But by paying someone to do that, now I'm able to make three times what I just made for us because I have time to do what I do best. So it it gets uncomfortable, you know, and if you have business partners, it gets uncomfortable. If you have family, that's business partners and you want to keep that personal part of it out, but it gets involved. That gets difficult and challenging. But, it really comes down to like what are, what are you best at? Spend your time doing that, and take as many tasks away that don't serve that purpose, and give them to other people that can complement what you're great at because they're probably even better at that than you thought you were. So,
0: yeah, I mean, again, the, the, in in the theme, the discipline of being disciplined, Perfect. right? Recognizing you're getting sucked into these tasks, into these daily things that need to happen. They're important, and, yep. and like. I know people read a lot. Like, get out of the ten dollar an hour work, fifty dollar an hour work. The, $50 an hour work, the you know, you're always looking to multiply, right? To where you're doing thousand dollar an hour work. <laughs> if you want to make a million dollars a year, and you're going to work eight hours a day, you know, you got to make uh, what's about twenty eight hundred bucks. What is it, the number? I think it's like twenty four seventy seven. So whatever twenty four, you got to make about three hundred bucks an hour. Yeah, every day for eight hours a day. Yep, every day of the year. So if you're if you're stuck in that $25, $50 an hour work, it's not that you look down your nose at it. You don't you don't look bad at the people who have to do that work. Yep. But you have to find the best people to do that work so you can be that visionary, that growth, what I call, you know, in the big ticket life world, what I call moving into that investor seat in the business.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: You know, you have to think about your business like a board of investors does for a big for a big bank-owned or Wall Street-owned type company, or a big privately-owned company that has boards too, you know, you have to think like they do. They come in once a quarter, they get the high-level numbers, they got the, the the key indicators of where this thing's growing, and they they hammer in on them, yep. and then they go and then they go away for another ninety days, and the business runs. Like that's what needs to happen for yeah. real success. Um, so, so what are what are some of the new things you're focused on?
1: Yeah, the new business. What did
0: you remove yourself from?
1: Okay, so I removed myself from editing blogs, which is ridiculous as that sounds. Like, we'd have our blog writers write really good content and they're really good at it. But I would spend my time, like, you know, this line should be bold, in my opinion, for like good formatting on a blog post on a website. I would choose this word over this word. And I'm like, I'm decent at editing because I have good communication skills, like written, but I'm thinking, you know, I, I did a video of this probably a couple of weeks ago on my Facebook page, but I was figuring I was working like, I think it was a couple of hours per week on blogs. So then he multiplied, multiply that out per month and he looked at a year and it was like three to four days. So like 72 to whatever, 96 hours per year that I was literally just sitting there editing blogs. And I'm like, there's other people out there that A, enjoy editing, B, are better at it than me. And if I can like find someone to do that, that's 96 hours per year that I can spend. Like, as an example, reading this book called Traction and figuring out, oh my God, like, there's so much that we have not done as a business. Like, we're, we're in business 12 years now, coming into 12 or 13 years this summer. Um, so, we're not new to the game, but like, sometimes I'm shocked that we're doing as well as we are because. We're just winging it, like we're literally like you know, kind of like three people, and with a hard like a good team behind us, four people with a really good team behind us that are just winging it day to day. And it's like, oh, a new client came in, process it. Okay, we got tasks to get done today, do them, and like wait right. for the next client to come in. But like, there's never weekly meetings. I think I did that with my with Adam and Cat last year, two years ago for like three weeks. We tried to do a weekly meeting, and it just died off, and like was like, eh, we don't need that. Like we're doing okay without it. So those right. ninety-six hours that I'm now going to save in 2022, you know, I'm reading this book, I'm highlighting stuff. There's like online checklists and courses and like things that you can do. I'm doing those. I'm getting our leadership team, Adam and Kat, to do them as well. It just freed up so much mental space that like now my inbox isn't getting dinged five or ten times a day with blogs where I'm like, God, I got to get that done before I can. And you know, I always say by five o'clock. I look at the day and I'm like, I spent zero hours working on my business because I was just working in the business the entire day. Um, so even like the time being freed up is extremely important, but I also feel just as important or probably even more important in a lot of ways is like the mental space that it clears up. Because yeah. that to me is invaluable. Like now knowing that I don't have to do that, and we've hired someone that does it at a really reasonable cost. And you know, for the first two months, she would edit it, she'd send it to me. And I would do a really quick scan and be like, yeah, she's nailed it. Like she does a better job than I do. So it wasn't just like, I don't want this task here, you go do it. I hope you're good at it. Give it to my clients. Like I still right. have quality control. But right. now two months later, I don't touch blocks. And like, and we're not getting any negative feedback from clients. It's not like the sky fell down, which I thought it would if I wasn't in control of it. Uh, no. it just yeah, things that's... like that, man. I absolutely love the direction we're heading.
0: That one, uh, Maybe, maybe Chris can work his magic again now that he, he did it once. I think on the last show, you know, business (laughs) owners, yeah, like the little Georgie cartoon from, uh, uh, Looney Tunes back in the day where he squeezed the pet and holds onto it. Right. Yeah. Like so many business owners do that. They just hold onto the blog and editing of it. And well, I know what you're talking about. And then blogs, then when you go format it on your website, there's an SEO component. Correct. Where there are certain steps that are advantageous. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, all of it is important, but it doesn't mean you as the leader need to affect every part of it. Correct. And uh, that's so okay. important. In the process you just laid out, you just didn't turn this new person mm-hmm. loose, untested on, on your clients. One of the things I like to say is you never practice on paying customers. Right? Yep. You never deliver what you owe on paying customers without it being a process. You know, there it is. There's yeah. a little cartoon. <laughs> Chris is on this game. Chris, I think just save that as yeah. a bookmark in my file because I'm going to probably reference it time and time again. <laughs> yeah, but this is what business owners do, right? We hang yeah. on to everything and, and really developing these habits, the discipline of being disciplined about letting things go and finding good people to help you carry the boat as you yeah. said, so so important. Uh so so you made some room, 96 hours. I think you probably made room elsewhere in yes. your life because, you know, you've got these twins on the way, which is just so exciting. Yep. I'm sure your little
1: girls are so excited about it. They're too. thrilled. Yeah.
0: What what what's like the funniest thing they've said so far?
1: Oh man. Um uh, just the other night at the dinner table, Caroline, she'll be four in May. Uh and I thought I thought my wife must have told her to say she looks at me, she goes, Daddy you're going to have a lot of kids to take care of. And I'm like, I said, did mommy just tell you to say it? She goes, no, I just thought of that myself. But I'm like, you're absolutely right. Like I am going to have a lot of kids to take care of. But like, yeah. And just, I mean, watching them sing to the, like my wife's belly, like pull her little oh, shirt off sweet. and like look at the belly, like kiss it twice. Cause they knew there's two babies in it. Just sing to it. Like I just, yeah, I, there's so much in life. I love, but like watching my family's at the, very top of that list, and greatest, greatest thing we do. That, yeah, I'm, I'm so honored to be on this journey.
0: Yeah, it's, it's if if you don't think of it as the greatest thing you do, um, that's something. I, I don't think listening to the rest of this podcast, any podcast, reading any book, if that's not your frame of mind,
1: yeah,
0: um, get in it, like right now. Yeah, um, take, up. take the rest of the day off. And go think about why that isn't the case. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, in the uh do you do the G code app?
1: Do you do yeah, G code
0: yep. Yeah? Yep. You know, I, I every every morning, first three things I'm grateful for are my wife and my two boys. Yeah. Every day. Things I'm most grateful for. Um, but uh, to this, to the free time thing. So obviously family's growing, a lot of fun to be had there and you're gonna enjoy every minute, but you've added free time, obviously, because you got something new, yes, which is made out of metal. So, yes. give me the yeah. Deal of that, man. This, yeah. This, so, it's exciting. So,
1: I, I love Rota Marketing and I love helping other people grow their business because it's just rewarding to see like your success helping other people experience success. I love every bit of that. But for years, I've also been like, I wish I had my own thing to grow and to like hold and touch and own and like deliver to the world, mm-hmm. not just a service, but like a product that I could. Own yep. and like create the customer experience, the quality, like everything I do for others, do for myself. And I've tried on a couple of different occasions to figure out what that could look like, and I've just, when two or three of them failed miserably pretty quickly. Um, and probably, like I don't know, three months ago, I was, my buddy reached out. He's like, "Oh yeah, I helped uh, some guy open up a barbecue truck. I get I'm doing sales and marketing and a little bit of capital, and he's like the master chef." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm like that's a cool idea." I was like, "Maybe my initial thought was kind of do like a Shark Tank thing in Lancaster." And be like, hey, we've got, you know, we have a little bit of capital. My brother and I have a lot of experience with marketing and sales and strategy. If you have a passion or hobby and you want to turn it into a real business, like let's partner potentially and have people submit applications, etc. Find this like ideal dream partner who's great at something. Um, and I went home and I shared that idea with him. He was like, yeah, it's kind of a cool idea. Like let's consider it. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh crap! Like I know someone locally, and he's actually we grew up next door neighbors. He's a couple years older than me and i had seen him on social media i'm still connected with him doing metal like you know plasma cutting cool metal pieces and i know from at least from like the naked eye it looked like it was a hobby for him like it looked like something he's really good at he enjoys doing but i didn't think it looked like a legitimate business so i reached out to him and i was like hey bob like just going to throw this out there like if you were interested in turning this into a legitimate business like adam and i would really like to have a conversation with you and he was like interesting you say that Uh, He works for Kellogg's, a big corporation here in Lancaster. He's like, we're on strike right now. And I've been off for like six weeks. I'm just like at a pivotal moment in my life figuring out like, what do I really want to do with my life, like in terms of career? And he's like, and I've always wanted to grow this metal thing into like a legitimate business. He's like, but I don't know how to do that. He's like, I'm really, really good at like running the machine and doing all the like the product cut and all that stuff and the design. But like beyond that, like I don't really know what to do with it. So I was like, okay, like this could be like again, like the universe, like working in mysterious ways. I was like, just
0: gonna say, is, yeah, this, like, is, is this a moment of two pretty? Yeah, two
1: ads it, it, I hundred percent feel like it has been, and it is, yeah. So we pitched him the idea; he loved it. Uh, his wife, who's the CFO of some big, huge corporation, she's like super brainiac, and she wanted to ask some questions. And you know, we got her on board. So I think probably two weeks ago, our LLC was officially formed. Um, we've got that landing page up now. Got a couple social media accounts like started. I haven't really pushed them yet because I don't want to. I'm walking the fine line right now of like dangling the carrot to let people know it's out there and it's coming, but I don't want to open the floodgates yet because we don't really have any products to sell because our you know our e-commerce site's not up and running. So yeah, this and I actually I don't know if I could show you if someone air here, but like oh, yeah. this is like some of the stuff that we're gonna be doing. So like this is just the oh, Lancaster. So this is the coordinates of Lancaster. Uh, but we were thinking, and it's like, I you can't probably see here, but like, it's thick. Like, you know, you can't bend it. Like, some of yeah. our competitor stuff is flimsy, where like, if I put a lot of muscle into it, I could bend it. Um, but yeah, like, we're going to have custom orders. I don't know if you saw on social media, but Clint from Clint Reagan from Limitless Coaching, yep. he played uh, something for him. Yeah, we're doing like a three foot by three foot with his logo cut out with a uh, yellow LED light shining through the cutout. So, We've got some capabilities to do some really cool stuff. I've been studying our competition pretty much the minute our kids go to bed in the evening, like road marketing for my day stuff. Family time is from like four, five to like eight, and then from eight till about ten before I hit the sack. Like I'm two hours into this made out of metal stuff, pretty hard. Uh, but I've been studying the competition, and I'm like, there's some legit competition out there. There's some competition. I'm like, we can st- not to be like Ari, but like we can stomp on them. Like we'll beat them right. quick. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm super optimistic that this thing is going to be a pretty big thing within the next year or two. And I'm I'm ecstatic about it because I get now I'm like I get to think about the customer experience. Like, what do we put in the box when we ship it? Tag us to do this. Like we're gonna do a yep. golden key every month. Where like if you get the golden key, you get a free hundred dollar gift card. Like open oh, your box and website. Experience. So like there's so many things that I've learned through marketing other people's businesses that I'm like, oh hell yeah. Like now I yeah. get to like put this into motion for us. There's,
0: there's enough, like, again, as, as the visionary, right? There's, to me, my favorite thing to do is to, cre- to create. Yep. And when I get to create, uh, through trial and error, that's when I'm, my happiest. Yeah. Now there's, there's moments where that works. There's moments where it doesn't work. Um, you know, uh, I never create on paying customers, as I said earlier in the show, but like. So in the last two weeks, you said two weeks, this routine eight to ten. You're focused on made out of metal. Have you noticed anything like emotionally, mentally, where you're you're different? As oh a yeah, example, being in that creative mood. Hundred percent. Yeah, yep.
1: isn't that awesome? I love it. Yep. I look if forward it... to that two hours so much. It's like yeah. my happy place. One of my many happy places, but that's a happy place for me.
0: Yep. Yeah, better than better than spending two hours like trying to win some points on like Facebook, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And my <laughs> wife likes to clock out like, you know, she's tired tired as shit by the end of the day from growing two babies and r- chasing two babies and like she'll yeah. put on like real housewives of X County or whatever. And, like that's one of the background. I used to just like sit there and watch it with her. She's like, I can to watch this? I'm like, it's background noise. Like, I'm cool with it, but like my laptop is like my focus. Like, I'll look up a cage like something weird happens. You're like, You gotta see this. I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. But like, now my focus is like I'm I'm in yeah. it to win it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's very, very cool. I mean, one of the. I mean, I'll say it here on the show. I'm going to be a customer. One of the things that I want to get from you, and we'll talk about it a little more. But yeah, if you've noticed some of the comments that I make on social media when people are celebrating a win, Mm -hmm. I I never say you deserve that. I think "deserve" is "deserve" is an entitlement word. Yeah, you know, I deserve pizza. Well, sure, you do. We everybody deserves whatever they want. You know, that that's the world we live in. I think. Deserve is such a dangerous word that can slowly creep in and infect your mind, you know, in a way. And, and, and again, like if, if people are listening to this and you're saying, well, geez, Jeff, I type out what, you know, you deserve that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you're a bad person. I just, I'm, I'm submitting it to you watching and listening. And as we're, as Matt and I are discussing it, like, just think about the the word and what it really means. kind of like consistency and constancy. Yeah. To me, I say well-earned because that win, there was a lot of work behind that. And no one gave that person the win they're celebrating because they deserved it. They got it because they earned it. They worked
1: hard for it. Yep.
0: Yeah. So I always type out, well, capital W, period at the end of L, capital E, period at the end of E, enough said, well-earned. Yeah. Like, congratulations.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: And I think that's so important. So, I want to I want to talk with you later. We can talk about like well earned maybe that Hell could yeah. go up here on the wall. Awesome. Maybe maybe a big ticket life logo. I think that's like yeah. right for plasma cutting. Oh yeah. Um, but like those little well earned cards, I think could be really cool to uh, to delight and surprise people that I work with. Yep. Um, and helping their businesses grow. But uh, but yeah, I I wanted to touch on that well earned thing because especially with you today, uh, I mean how How does the word deserve grab you I mean what
1: I agree with you hundred percent. I feel like it's kind of like you deserve oxygen in the air because it's there and you need it to breathe and like everybody gets it, but that doesn't mean like you worked hard for that or anything. So yeah, um, I never really thought about it much like that. I probably said good job you deserve it. but like, yeah, now that you're dissecting it. I agree with you that it's it's totally different than earning something. It's like, yeah you put in that work and you, you fought for it. Now it's earned as opposed to just, I should have it. I, I deserve it. I should get it. Give it to me. Like now, nah, like you got to go through certain struggles and tribulations to get to that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you deserve it, so does everybody else. Exactly. Right. But if you went and did the work, uh, you earned it. So I, I really like that. Uh, as we look to wrap up here, our time together, um, one of the big things I, I like about, how I work with people, the things that I do in my business is I focus on giving back to the community. What gets you going there? Are you focused on anything?
1: Yeah, we. so this year we just started and it's taken us way too long. Uh, I'm not proud to admit that, but I am proud to admit that this year we started reaching out to all of our clients, not all of them, one one per month um, and asking them what their favorite charitable organization is and Follow then we're me. making a donation on behalf of them. So... We started that. Maybe it was even earlier than this year, maybe like Q4 of last year. Um, Kat, my brother's wife, came up with that idea. And I was like, I love it. Like, because A, we're giving it away, but also B, we're showing our clients how much we appreciate them by giving something away to their charity. Um, and then in my personal life, and this was something that uh, one of the videos that Ryan Stuman did, it's probably in a library. So it's probably not even a recent one. It's just I'm going through content that he's created now, part of Apex, was about the 70-2010 rule. Of like seventy percent of what you earn should be living expenses, fun, etc. Twenty percent, twenty percent should be investments. Ten percent, ten percent should be charitable giving. Um, I'm not doing it at those ratios because I'm just not there yet financially. But I'm implementing a ratio system now where every month we're personally from our you know family account giving money to different organizations. Uh, You know, we just had someone on Facebook the other day say their friend had their house burned down. They don't have any like their kids don't sell their clothes and stuff. So we took the money that we had for February to donate and just Venmoed it to that. And we're like, here's a couple hundred bucks that you know, hopefully it helps. And of course, it's going to help. It's not going to make all the difference, but it makes some difference. So yeah, I and my wife's a little nervous about it. She's like, are you sure? Like, does that make financial sense with twins coming? And I'm like, now's the perfect time to do that because the universe, and that's what this whole video is about, like the universe yep. rewards. And that's not why we're doing it, but the universe rewards that giving mentality and you can't always say when i get to x then it makes sense to give like give today even if it's a small amount and then that amount grows with you as you grow as a person and financially so it's a cool yeah. feeling it really is how how long have you been doing that not to put you on the spot that's just been since uh january this is month okay. two yep. Yeah, so it's, it's new yeah.
0: the the universe rewards is definitely true if you think about it like You know, there's there's parables. There's psalms. Psalms not in the scripture, but psalms more in the context of a short, pithy parable. You know, there there, there's you've seen it in a cartoon or maybe a little piece of art going around social media, art stores, gift stores. You know, something along the lines of uh, the Lord never gives or never gives you more than you can handle, right? Mm -hmm. But if you kind of reverse that and think about if I continue to give and give and give more. Mm. that abundance does come back. Yeah. And I've been on that for quite a while and I can attest it just, it just, it continues to work. Yeah. You continue to see things come around uh, through our show that Chris, again, I'll give Chris a cast ahead a plug. Uh, he's our producer uh, of Big Ticket Life and of Lancaster Connects. You know, the, we always give back to the charities that come on the show. We don't make a big public deal about it, but we always write a check to those that come on the show. And what comes of that is amazing. It, yeah. And more often than not, it's more connection to the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the exact reason we do that show. So, again, if you're listening, like I know, and very smart for you, like, okay, going 70 2010 was difficult. It's, it's, it's something you can work to, but mm-hmm. that discipline of starting. Yeah. And even if it's, even if it's 95, I don't want you to share, but yeah. even if it's 95, two and a half, two and a half, or yeah. you know, 97, two and one, yeah, that one is so important yeah. because it will compound so much quicker than anything else. So it's really, if you take anything away from today, there's two things. One, if family's not your greatest thing you're doing, go figure that out. That's most important. Two is this giving aspect live in a world of abundance, even even going to made of metal. Like you said, there's a lot of competition. There's good competition. There's bad competition. There's always competition. Yeah. But if you go into something in a scarcity mindset, you're going to fail.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Right? Like So be in that abundance mode. Like for me, I don't worry about what my competitors do in retail. I don't care. Yeah. We can always go market a great message and there will always be customers willing to come and do business with us because we solve their problems.
1: Yeah. Yep, because of yeah. who you are, not necessarily what you sell. Right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, Matt, I really appreciate your time. Likewise. This has been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we kind of got into it. Um, we talked with, about Rota Marketing off and on, but if people want to get with you about all the great things you do at your agency, best ways to contact you there.
1: Yeah. RotaMarketing.com. Um You can learn more about us. Matthew at Rota Marketing is my email address. That's pretty much like the main one that I use for everything. So it should be an email there. Um, You could go into MatthewRota.com, which I I saw you guys were scrolling there at one point. I've got a photo shoot that was just completed yesterday. I should get the photos tomorrow, which will go up on my site, MatthewRota.com, tomorrow or the next day. So if you're going to that site, you're like, Why does he have all the same photos on every single page? (laughs) That just got launched like a day ago. So that will get updated. That's not an oversight on my behalf. It's just like a timing thing. Um, But you could go there, shoot me a message on the contact page. Let me know what you're interested in. Um, Matthew Roto on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm pretty active on social media. So however you want to reach out. Um, I love talking to people, helping people. So if I could offer any value to anybody out there in any way, I I would love to do so.
0: Awesome, man. Well, look, real joy to have you on the show. Again, Congratulations on the growing family. You've got... uh, Thank you. August. August is a great month to have kids. That's my birth month, August 5th.
1: Yeah, so, it'll be a little sooner than that. We're mid July is yeah. the due date, but they won't go past thirty eight weeks, so we're expected mid okay. to end of June. Yeah, but yes, yes. soon. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, that's good. I mean, at least then you know, carrying we'll twins be, in the summer will be too high. Point, yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: good. I don't know where I yeah. got August from, but I'm glad. I'm I'm happy for Helen that it won't. Yeah, be. <laughs> Agreed. We all are. August fifth is day because that's my birthday.
1: All right, my brother's then, August fourth, so.
0: No, nice. nice. All right. Well, listen, man, it was great to talk with you. Great to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. And uh, really appreciate you. We'll see you uh, next week on The Big Ticket Life. Take care.